For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. And for today, I have a special guest, Vin DeCiani the CEO and founder at Affiliated Monitors. And we're going to talk about something that we both think is extraordinarily important, which is why engage in pre-acquisition due diligence, not because the DOJ says you should, but from the business perspective. So Vin, with uh, with that introduction, why do you see the business perspective as so critical for engaging in pre-acquisition due diligence? So how are you, Tom? Um, Nice to speak with you again. Uh, You know, I think that... Um, I call this the softer side of due diligence, right? We know that that when uh, companies are looking to merge with or acquire a company, they do a lot of heavy due diligence on finance, you know, and those kinds of aspects. Um, but they often miss the softer side of things like, you know, does the company have a compliance program? Does the company have the appropriate third-party controls in place? You know, what's the culture of the company? And those types of um, sort of elements, I think, sometimes can be the downfall of an acquisition. And again, you and I have talked about this, where, you know, the acquirers don't know the customer uh, and didn't do the kind of homework uh, that they needed to do. Um, And so I think there's great risk there. I think there's great risk, not only the financial risk of investing in a troubled uh, acquisition, but also what sort of the implications of an acquisition of a company that has a pending action or, you know, there's some conversation in the uh, by the water cooler about a whistleblower, you know, or internal audit is seeing some some sec- some some difficulties. So it's such a such an important conversation to have, and there are so many elements to it. So I'll stop there, and if you want to drill down, we certainly can do that. Sure, Vin. Uh, You and I both have been involved, certainly in situations where we're brought in after an acquisition's closed. But what you're talking about in terms of the pre-acquisition due diligence from the business perspective, do you find that clients are are receptive to that message and and helping them understand, guys, this is not really a legal issue or, or it is a legal issue, but the more important issue is the business issue to you? I think it's becoming a more uh, prominent um, in the due diligence. It's still not quite there because, again, I talk to companies and they're not doing anything about it. Um, But we are seeing sort of a movement afoot to be more considerate. Um, I think that ESG is certainly something that 
acquiring companies are now starting to look at. And while not as comprehensive as you and I are talking about, there are certain elements, right, on the environmental side and the governance side um, that they are concerned about. So it's it's becoming more prominent with good reason, right? Because this, this you know, the trouble that can occur, um, it, it, it can be enormous, you know, for the acquisition company, especially if they're acquiring, you know, all asset, um, assets and liabilities. And if you don't know what those liabilities are, and if you haven't done your homework to find out what they are, then that risk is even greater. In the FCPA world is literally uh, uh, covered with companies that uh, lost their entire investments, that paid uh, significant fines and penalties. And what you really raise, though, is a lot of other issues. What happens if you bring a corrupt culture into your organization? What does that do to your employees? What kind of impact, uh, not just to your employees, but what about the general public, your stakeholders, your customers? Uh, those types of conversations, I think, are, are perhaps even more important than the legal conversations you and I routinely deal with. I agree. And remember that under the DOJ guidance, integration of an acquired company is going to be an important element with, within that transaction, right? And again, as the monitor of corporations who have been acquirers of companies, we have to look at that integration. So what does the company that you just acquired look like? Are you leaving it as a standalone and letting it stay to the side? Or are you actually trying to integrate it? What is the culture of that company? Does it have a compliance program? Does it have a, you know, a code of conduct? Does it have a conflicts of interest policy? All of those elements you should know up front. You know, we, we talk often uh, about knowing your customer. And, and that's sort of, you know, something that has become a little bit more routine. How about knowing who you're acquiring, right? If, isn't that sort of a fundamental, you know, element of what we should all be doing? Uh, so, again, I think it, it should be more routine, and yet, surprisingly, it's not. And and I don't know if that is because people are just not that perceptive or are they just relying on financial information and just like that's enough, you know. Um, but, boy, I, I would not just have my, you know, sort of my accountants looking at the transaction. I would have my compliance team involved. I would have others looking deeper into the, into the transaction. And I was wondering if you might give our listeners maybe your top three takeaways for the business perspective behind pre-acquisition due diligence. Yeah. So the first one I think I just said, and that is know your customer, you know, know who you're buying. If in other words, you, you can't not, you cannot simply rely on financial information and whatever can be gleaned from, uh, you know, the normal type of due diligence um, that one does when looking at a company. You need to go deeper. And how deep you go, I think, is going to be quite revealing. You know, you want to find out if they are, if there's something going on, if there's a complaint, if there's a, uh, any kind of investigation going on. So that would be number one, knowing, knowing who you're um, acquiring. Um, you know, two would be, um, you know, in sort of markets that you're not necessarily comfortable in, learning about the ESG aspects of that company that you're looking to acquire. What is it doing related to environment? What is it doing related to due diligence? Those kinds, uh, I mean, uh, governance, those kind, that kind of information is going to be quite revealing. Now, I don't think that's the only thing you should focus on, but that is going to be quite revealing and necessary. And then the third is, 
you know, it probably makes sense to somehow rank in, in, in importance, you know, what the highest risks are and the lowest risks, because we're all going to be able to tolerate some risks that are lower, you know, um, and have been looked at. But the high risks, I think, have to go into the equation of the determination as to whether or not you're going to go forward, you know, with with the acquisition. So I think that those are sort of three key takeaways. I probably have more, but those are three big ones. Well, Ben, as always, it's incredibly insightful to sit down and visit with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Good to talk to you again, Tom. Be well. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. Also, I'd like to shout out to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, for sponsoring this month's podcast series. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.